0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I'd like to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today, whenever I was doing my meditation and asking, what do people need to hear the most today? What I was given was that people need to create more opportunities to experience joy in their lives. This is an area and a topic that everyone needs to hear because we get so busy in our lives that we don't take time out for ourselves. We don't take time out to enjoy the little things. And I will have to tell you that yesterday I had a practice reading with someone from a group that I'm in, a class that we're taking, and I was blown away, first of all. So I'll have to give a shout out to Brandon. I was blown away by how insightful he was and spot on about a lot of things in my life. And one of the things he told me was you need to make more time to be present and do things that bring you joy when it comes to your family, to your kids. And he is absolutely right. My kids have said things to me throughout the past year here and there. They've just made little comments about, you know, you're so involved with Reiki or you're you're always doing your Facebook Lives. And I feel like they felt a little neglected. And that's totally my fault because I somehow am still trying to figure out this balance between working a job and doing a business on the side and being a mom and being there for my family. And it's really difficult, especially when I'm a single mom, so even though they go and they see their dad every other weekend, he's not there in the day-to-day stuff. And he's not there to help out with that. And I'm not blaming him. It just it is what it is, you know? It is what it is. And I have to figure out how to strike a balance between all of these things, and I don't always do a good job. Sometimes I'm able to manage everything and I feel like things are going great. And then other times I realize that one thing is a little more off balance than another. Sometimes I'm putting more effort and energy into my job teaching German. And I know the last month or so of school, it was that way for me because I was trying to handle everything with regards to the trip. And I was dragging my kids everywhere to these meetings for this trip and to do the fundraising for the trip, which ended up being a great thing because they got to go And we had an amazing time in Europe and I felt like I got closer to my kids and it was awesome for all of us. It was an experience that they will never forget and I'm so grateful that we had that opportunity. And it was eye-opening for me just even on that trip that I need to make more time for them and to spend more time with them. So one of the great things about this new job that I have is that I will be with them. You know, I'll be at their school and I'll even have my daughter in class so I know this is a great bonding opportunity for me with them. But I also know that I need to do more than just be there for them in the classroom. I need to take time when we're home to say, "Hey, let's go do something," or "Let's have a game night," or "Let's do whatever." You know, we used to sit around the table and eat dinner and then as and I feel like a lot of families experience this as they were growing up. We had sports every night of the week. You know, we would have softball and baseball and basketball, you know, my daughter played basketball and softball and my son played baseball and we would have games or practice every night of the week. So dinner was grab it and run. So we really didn't sit at the table. We ate dinner where we could. Sometimes it was fast food, but a lot of times I still cooked, but it was run home, grab a bite quickly and let's go. And even sometimes it was eating after the games or after the practice. And it was a hectic schedule. And life gets in the way. And sometimes I would, you know, just fall into that trap of, well, this is what we do. This is our routine. And I tried last year a few times to say, no, we're going to sit down at the table and we're going to eat dinner. And we did. And we enjoyed the times we did that. But again, life gets in the way. And so sometimes I would have Reiki sessions after work. I would work all day, come home, get dinner ready, do the Reiki session. So they were eating when I was working. And then I would have to eat when I was done. And so I, I understand why it was crazy schedule and why they're like, Mom, you know, you, have, you don't have time. And that's hurtful to me because I know I should have been better about making time for them or at least making sure they knew I had time for them. But when you're doing a business and when you're trying to do all of these things and be all of these things to all of these people, sometimes things fall to the back burner you know and one of the things for sure that did for me was my own self-care in a lot of ways I was sitting there telling you all that you needed to take care of yourselves and not necessarily doing it myself I tried to be better about it but definitely my relationship with my kids was one thing that got sacrificed when it shouldn't have and I still tried to show them I was there for them but being on this trip with them and being with them 24 seven and spending time with them and just listening to them. They wanted to tell me stories. They wanted to talk to me. They wanted to laugh. And we did that. We had a great time. And it was really just a reminder that I need to nurture that relationship with them. And I need to create more joy in our lives and more opportunities for them to experience joy in their lives and for us to be able to experience that together. And so my message today is that I know that there are some of you out there who also need to be creating more experiences and more opportunities for joy in your life. And I talk about this in my book, you know, I'm writing a book, and actually, I'm just finishing up editing it, it's been picked up by a publisher. So I'm just really finishing the edits and that's been put on the back burner a little bit for me too I'm not gonna lie just because of this trip and I need to get back into that and I will but one of the things that I talk about is that it's a warning to parents really and those of you that are out there and you're listening and you have kids if I can give you any kind of piece of advice it is don't allow their activities to burn you out I always wanted my kids to be involved in things because, number one, as a kid, I wasn't really able to be involved in things because my mom was a single mom as well, and she didn't have the money or the time to be able to take us to different activities. So I felt like I would have liked to have been able to do more things as a kid. So I wanted to give my kids that opportunity. And number two, I felt like the more involved they are, the less likely they are to get into trouble You know, they'll meet new people, they'll have new experiences, and it's just going to be a positive thing for them. And that's really where my thought process was with signing them up for all of the sports that they wanted to do. Now, I did limit it. You know, of course, my son said, I want to do soccer, and I want to do tennis, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. He wanted to do everything. And I told him, you know, we can't possibly run everywhere. And I can't afford to sign you up for everything. So you need to pick. You can pick two sports. And you know. And I would let them two at one time. Let me put it that way. Because you did do tennis and you did do the other things. But they couldn't do them simultaneously. There was just no way. So I tell, told them, you know, you can pick two sports at a time to be involved in. Or two activities. Whatever it is you want to do. You know, my daughter had done dance for a while. And... That seemed to work relatively well for us, but I do want to put a warning out there because one of the sports that my daughter picked was basketball. And she was good at it, and she loved it, but it was overwhelming for us, and to the point that she got burned out, and by freshman year of high school, she didn't want any part of it anymore. And it's sad because we are kind of in an age where sports take over everything, and I see it in the educational system all the time. We value athletes more than we do intelligence and people who are, and you can agree with me or disagree with me, but this is just from my perspective as a teacher, this is what I see. And in my old school, sometimes there were certain type of athletes that if there was an athletic program and they were really good, teachers were sometimes, you know, the coaches would come to them and say, okay, my student isn't doing well in your class. What can we do about this? It's like, well, they could work. They could do the work. But that wasn't always valued, you know. It was like, this kid's going to go because they're good at sports. And I don't know. I just, I think it's great that kids are good at sports. And yes, sports can be an a good way for someone to get an education if they're not necessarily book smart. But I think that we have valued that too much and we put that over children getting a good education and learning to the detriment of the children i think that's my own personal opinion i think that we need to be valuing the actual classes more and children actually striving to do well and to succeed and to me if a child learns if they get a c in a class that's not that's not a bad thing to me if they're learning and that learning is taking place, and they're opening their minds, and they're receiving knowledge and more information, then that's not a bad thing. I don't know. I think our whole system is sometimes messed up, and we value the wrong things. And people who put their kids in sports, if you experienced anything like what we experienced in basketball, it's no wonder kids get burned out. My daughter would not even want to get out of bed some days because she knew, like, she had so much going on. We would do these tournaments where they'd have three games in a day or whatever, and it would be a whole weekend. And when they weren't playing, then sometimes they had to volunteer and work. And it just got to be crazy. And it was it was a year-round sport. There was really no break from basketball because they would have camps in the summer. It started in fall. Season was fall through spring. They might have a month off, but then summer camps and things would start again and tournaments, and it was just year-round. And as a parent just watching her, I was exhausted. And we would have to go to Cincinnati or to you know, drive three hours away or five hours away. And I know there are parents who fly, and they have to drive even farther, and they go across the country, and they have crazy schedules. Like our schedule was nothing compared to what some of those competitive sports schedules are. And my warning to you is when you have your kid involved in those things and that many things, you're going to burn them out and you're going to burn yourself out. It's not fun anymore when your kid is so tired and exhausted that they can't focus on anything else and they don't want to be there. And I see all too often parents who get so competitive with their kids. It's like they're trying to live their lives through their kids and through the kids sports and it's heartbreaking to see that because I know on the other end what that can do to a child and even though sports are good for children and that they have healthy competition they make new friends they learn about teamwork there are a lot of positive things but you can go way too far on the other end as well and I know people who've done that and I see it I see it in my kids all the time, in my students, and just with people I know, that they're constantly on the go, and that's no way to live, and that's going to rob you of your joy for sure, and it also just reminded me of a conversation I had with my sister today. She texted me, and she said, what does self-care mean? What does that mean? As you know, that's something that I talk about all the time. And my sister is a person who for sure doesn't do enough for self-care. She is overwhelmed a lot of the time by what's going on in her household and also at school because she's a special ed teacher and there's high burnout right there. I've seen her openly cry about worrying about her students and what's going to happen to them because no one's there to advocate for them because the parents don't know how and when you're in a job situation where you care that much and and you're taking the work home with you, you're going to burn out. And I know, you know, several of you who listen to this podcast, I know that there are people who are special ed teachers out there who listen. I've talked to you personally and worked with you. And I know you're the same way. I know you care so much about your children and about what happens to them. And it's something And a lot of people don't understand this, but when you know a particular situation about a student and there's not a lot you can do about it, you've reported it to the authorities and and you've taken the steps, but then there's a failure on the part of the people who are supposed to be taking care of these children, the welfare system. When they don't come in and do their job, it's aggravating, it's frustrating, and you feel helpless and like your hands are tied and it's our duty and our jobs as teachers to report when things are happening to students we have to let the proper authorities know but they don't always do their job they don't always do due diligence and following up on that and it's frustrating and for the teachers who are with their children all day long and they see that nothing is happening i know it's frustrating and to see those teachers take on the burden of those students, you know you know how it is when you know you want to rush in and take that child and say, okay, you can come live with me and I'll take care of you and make sure you're being cared for, but you can't do that. You can't do that legally and you know that you've tried to do your best to provide for that child while they're in your care, but we know that what goes on at home totally affects those kids and we are sometimes teaching in spite of what's happening around that student and around that child at home it's like learning is the last thing that they really care about or want to do because they're they're dealing with so much that we don't even know sometimes we just don't even scratch the surface of what's going on in their home lives and that can be a heavy burden for teachers and social workers and nurses I'm sure I'm sure nurses deal with that too that they have to you know dig into the lives of their patients and see what's going on and it can be very frustrating and overwhelming and so it's self-care is so extremely important and this joy creating joy for yourself that is one of the things of self-care and I told my sister that I said you know it's doing what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel balanced and grounded. And that can be so many things that can be going for a walk in nature, earthing or grounding yourself, which is walking outside barefoot and feeling the grass on your feet. I was thinking about this. I was having a conversation with one of my listeners, Jay, and we were talking about grounding and all of that. And when I thought about this, and actually Brandon, the person I had the reading with yesterday, he said to me, were you outside a lot as a kid? When I thought about it, I was. It was always outside because I was from the generation of your parents said, go outside. They didn't want us in the house bugging them, right? They wanted us to go out and play. But honestly, that was good for us. It was better for us. And we would go outside. And I remember not ever wanting to wear shoes as a kid. I would always be barefoot. And there will be photos of me as a kid where I have no shoes on. And my feet, the bottom of my feet are Black. And I know my mom would make me take a bath every night and wash my dirty, filthy feet, but I was always outside on the blacktop or on the grass. And even thinking about it now, I would think, how did I do that? Because I'd step on rocks and different things, and you think that would hurt your feet, and I know it did, but it didn't, I guess as a kid, I didn't care. I much preferred to be without the shoes because I felt connected to the earth and felt one I remember going out and collecting leaves and acorns and just different things I found like buckeyes and thinking it was the coolest thing that here was my treasure and I would hide it or rocks that I would find and as an adult we get away from that we don't see the joy in those little things anymore some of us don't and it's great when we can connect to mother earth again and realize what a what an awesome, beautiful thing the Mother Earth is, the beautiful oceans. I still get the same feeling when I'm at the ocean that I did as a kid, where I wanna have my feet in the sand, I wanna have my feet in the water, I wanna be connected and touching Mother Earth and be a part of that. And for me, that is like the ultimate joy is watching a beautiful sunset or seeing a rainbow or the ocean and listening to the ocean and the waves and to me I'm in awe of that or seeing a butterfly just dancing in front of me those kinds of things bring me such joy and I don't do it enough I don't go out enough and I don't take my kids enough and do that with them and that's one of the things we were fortunate enough to be able to do on this trip is we were able to actually enjoy the beauty of this earth you know We saw so many beautiful things, the mountains, we saw the Alps, and a castle just built in the middle of these mountains. And you know that the reason the king built this castle there was because you had to look up at it, and you had to look at nature as you were looking at this castle. And he truly did appreciate nature. Everything in his castle was about swans, and the castle is even called Neuschwanstein, which is new swan stone. And swans were featured prominently in his castle, and he loved opera and built a fake cave in the middle of his castle for an opera to be performed there. So you know that he had a deep and profound connection with nature, and there's a beautiful lake right next to this castle, and it's just gorgeous, the landscape. And we were able to see the ocean, the Mediterranean, when we were in Barcelona, And my kids really do have an appreciation for all of that. And I'm super grateful for that. And I know that their dad has also been a very prominent person in instilling in them the love of nature because he took them to Colorado where they saw the mountains and where they saw the Grand Canyon. They went to Arizona and they saw these beautiful bike trails. So I know that he's instilled that in them as well. So it's so super important for you in your life to find joy in the little things again, going for a walk or just sitting outside, looking at nature, you know, take a drive. If you're anywhere where you're close to a lake or close to the beach or close to mountains, take a drive and just go and enjoy that for the day. You know, I mean we just don't do that enough. I mean that is one thing that I could do with my kids is just to take them for a drive to the lake for the day. And they would love that one of the best trips we ever had was we just drove to the lake of the ozarks and it's about it was about a four hour drive for us and we drove there and rented a hotel room and we rented a pontoon and we were out on the pontoon all day long and they absolutely loved that we were out on that lake all day and we rented the boat for a few hours and when our time was done they were like can we please rent the boat longer so we called and ended up running it for a longer time and they just loved it and it's the times like that in my life that i really appreciate and again the message that i receive for you is you need to be creating more areas of joy in your life and whatever that means for you because it's different for everyone sometimes reading a good book can bring you the greatest joy or relaxing outside in the sunshine, whatever it is for you, the universe wants you to know that this life should be joyful and you need to experience more joy in your life. But it's our responsibility to do that. Nobody's going to bring us opportunities and say, here it is for your joyful opportunity. It's up to us to make time for that. So, you know, maybe reach out to a friend, do a road trip, go have some fun while summer's still here. I wanted to pull a card for you today, and the card that I pulled, uh, it's no coincidence, but it's from the deck, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein, and it's Joy is the Ultimate Creator. So one of the most important things about creating joy in your life is that if you're hoping to manifest You have to be at a high vibration in order to manifest. So the more joyful you are, the happier you are, the more you're going to see these things come into your life. So it's so important for you to be experiencing joy every day. And you deserve to experience joy. The universe wants to bring you all of the things that you want. But you have to be open to receiving. And part of that is being happy and joyful with what you have and who you are. So I want to thank you for listening. I love you all so much. Many of you have been reaching out to me lately since I've gotten home to welcome me back and just send me positive messages. And I want to thank you for that. I love that. I really, really do truly love and enjoy people reaching out to me. It's amazing. I love connecting with my listeners. So thank you for doing that. You can reach out anytime. And if you'd like to work with me, if you'd like to figure out how you can create more joy in your life or how you can find your purpose or how you can blast through limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck, you can work with me. You can do a coaching session with me in an intuitive coaching session I will ask my guides what you need, and before we even meet, I go over a whole list of things with my guides and your guides, and I figure out what it is you need the most, and then I talk to you, and we discuss it, tell you what I get, and then you tell me what you need from me, and then we go from there. So it could include a Reiki session, it could include a past life regression, it could include a reading, it could include all of that. Every coaching session is tailored to the person specifically and to your needs. So no two sessions are the same. If you'd like a Reiki session with me, Reiki can help heal so many things, emotional issues and wounding. It can help you sleep better at night. If you're experiencing pain, it can relieve pain. So whatever you'd want from me, need from me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can book sessions online, but you can also reach out to me personally. I know There are a lot of people who just don't like booking through a website. I get that. I totally get that. Or they say, I don't know what my schedule's like. So just reach out to me. You can text me, call me, message me on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me. I will get your message any way you send it. And I don't mind talking to you if you're not sure what you need. We can talk about that too. So don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. I want to thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find me, and my mission is to help as many people as possible. So you are helping me do that and helping me to be the light, and I so appreciate that. Thank you to those who have left a review already. If you haven't, if you could take a few seconds or a minute and leave a positive review for me, I would love that. That also helps other people to find me. I want to thank you so much for being there and supporting me. I will be doing my Facebook Lives again. I will probably start Um, I may do one at the end of this week, but next week for sure. I've just been trying to get things settled. I still have to go back to my new classroom and set it up, which is exciting. So I am slowly but surely getting back to full time here with my business. So just be patient with me. Thank you for those of you who still continue to follow and to listen. I appreciate you all. I want to send you massive love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will talk to you again soon. Bye bye.